Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Nashville, man? Good morning to you guys. Peace to the city and peace to the planet. Another episode, man. Another episode of the Black Men Vento Podcast, your favorite podcast each and every week, episode after episode, week after week. We keep coming, man. We hope y'all ain't tired. We keep coming. My name is Jonathan Davis. I go by Jumbo. Nashville, my name is Leon Davis Jr. I go by L-Dog, and it is another great day to just be alive. And if you're hearing my voice right now, you're blessed. But the fact that you're still breathing and you can hear, that's a good thing because some people take life for granted. And I think sometimes we take for granted even the minor. What seems like minor to us is major to others. And the fact that, again, you can hear and you get your your health and your mind is straight. Hey, man, be thankful for that, dude, because I tell you, we're living in times right now where your mental health, what we focus on and what our objective is, is getting very, very serious. Well, let me put this another way. It has been serious, but now it's just now getting recognized, and we need to keep on staying on this wave of making mental health a thing and not just a byproduct or a taboo-type situation. And also, know this. It's cold right now. It wasn't cold yesterday. Sun was out. I saw people in shorts. I hope the same people that had the shorts on yesterday don't have them on today because you will be in the hospital before the week's out. Have a blessed rest of the day. <laughs> Black Men Vento Weather Report, man, again by Leon Davis Jr. Uh, one of the... Uh, <laughs> that, that's just what we do, man. I'm sitting there laughing, man, because uh, we just always, again, try to find a way, man, within our platform to make you guys laugh, man. Just try to put some fun and some some entertainment into our podcast. We don't want to be just two, two, two dudes on a mic. Want to be able to do more, see more, and, and again, change the narrative of the black man one episode at a time. Got a great episode for you guys on today, man. Wanye Smith, that's my boy, man. Shout out to Wanye, man. Shout out to all the good cappers, man, of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated, man. Make sure you guys tap in to today's episode with our guy, Wanye Smith. After this sponsorship segment break, we'll get right into it. Nashville, have you heard a black man then today? Good morning to you guys, man. Good morning again. As I always say, man, the baddest podcast in Nashville, the only podcast that gives you a radio show feeling with a podcast undertone, man. We back again, Nashville. Have you heard a black man vent today? I gotta, I'm, I'm gonna take the take the mic off the stand real quick. I'm gonna sit back, man, because I am excited to have my boy sitting in this chair. Yeah, man. I know y'all can't see us right now, and y'all can't see him right now, but hey, man. It's my dog. I just, I'm, I'm glad to see him, man. Just put my eye on him. And uh, I knew he was going to accept this invitation because he's been talking all his life. So with that being said, we started off, man, as just uh, brothers, man, going through uh, football, man. Anybody that is from Nashville that knows anything about the era where you had the Greymar Pirates, we don't know them. We had the... Who was it? The old Yuna, Hickory, Yuna, uh, Yuna, you, especially them, especially y'all, the Yuna, Yuna bands, y'all folks, and um, the Woodbine Broncos. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we come from the yeah, 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 West Nashville Broncos and yeah. all that. Well, we, we we came from the Salvation Army Bobcats era, man. Yeah, that, that red, white, and blue, hey, man, <laughs> real, real head busting, yeah, real head busting. Man, ask somebody about it. Presenting the song, introducing others. My good friend, good brother, Wanye Smith, Big Dog. How you doing? 
Hey, man, I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to be on this podcast with y'all, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. to have you, my brother. Yes, sir. It's good to see you, too, man. Last time mm -hmm. I saw you, man, you was, uh, I saw you on Facebook a few times, and then when you mm -hmm. was uh, interacting with one of our church members, mm -hmm. but, uh, Last time I really saw you was when you was out there on the football oh, field. Yeah. Now I'm looking at you now, man. I'm like, what happened, man? He blew up, man. He blew up. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But it's good. It's, 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 it's good, man. It's good. It's good to have my boy Wanye on, man. Uh, we both, man, have had our own journeys through life, and it's time to bring him on a platform, man, where he can share his own journey. You yes, know sir. What I'm about his life. So, Wanye, man, to those that uh, do know you, those that don't in Nashville, man, uh, introduce yourself, brother. Who are you? Uh, who is Wanye Smith, man, and, uh, you know, what, what what are you all about? Gotcha. Uh, again, my name is Wanye Smith, born and raised East Nashville. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, shout out to Lisha. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, Pinnock yes, Street. Shout mm -hmm. out to James Casey Project. Yeah. Casey, yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to the entire East Nashville, but that's where I'm from. Uh, throughout of East Nashville schools, went to Warner Elementary, went to Glenn, uh, went to Smith and Craig Head, mm -hmm. uh, went to Jerry Baxter. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're familiar with those schools, that those was my stepping grounds. Um, graduated from Hillsborough High School. I played mm -hmm. ball over there. And I went on to the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Mm -hmm. Got my major in communication studies. Yes, yeah. Yes, uh, moved away for a little bit to Dallas, Texas. Got brought back home by a fellow frat. Fred brother. Also, I am a brother of Cap Alpha Psi. Mm -hmm. Yo. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, uh, that brother brought me back home. I'm now currently working as a dean of students at Kip Collegiate High School. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, being a part of the youth, I also have an opportunity to give back to the youth. Yeah, man. Because, uh, now the field I serve in. So, yeah. you know, I'm elated to be in that role. And, and I'm definitely thankful to be able to give back to the youth because I was their youth once. So, yeah, so, man. Yeah, man. Man, what is so, man, just to hear you talk about that aspect of your life, man, and the giving back part, that's one thing, man. We got to get brothers on, man. You got to give back, man. Me and my son talk about it a lot, man. And I know it's dudes out there doing good work, man. But if every brother that graduated from his situation would just give back, just give something back, put something back, man, into the place where you came from, man. It's gonna make your community a much better community instead of leaving it and talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just give something back. But not only that, man, the fact that you are a male and you work in the school system, man, what is that like, man? Because that you like a almost like a dinosaur, man. Ain't too many bras in the in the school system, man. I can definitely say that we're needed. Yeah, Dog, without it, we definitely need it. Bro. Yeah, man, working as a male in the education system, it can be tough sometimes, mm -hmm. but also uh, it's giving me the platform and the opportunity to save a lot of kids. Yeah, so, man, it's a lot of kids, and I'm not going to give myself all the credit, but I do wake up every day. And when I go in, I say, hey, I'm doing this for a different reason. Mm -hmm. It's a different purpose when I come mm -hmm. into these uh, doors. I got a lot of students that look for me. And when I'm not there, mm -hmm. you know, they, they might go bad. Mm -hmm. They don't get to have those check-ins with somebody that's going to ask them, how you doing today? Mm -hmm. Have you ate this morning? Mm -hmm. right. Do you have a ride home? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, right. do you need right. a break from class? Mm -hmm. Because... Life is moving so fast. So man. fast. These kids yeah, are so advanced mm -hmm. that yeah. uh, a lot of times uh, we forget that they're human beings going to where we are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And our students deal with the same thing we deal with. So exactly. I'm glad to talk about depression because mm -hmm. in today's time, 
a kid's a bad depression. Yeah, man. You yeah. take a kid yeah. that uh, just lost a year of education being in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. You take a kid yeah. that just yeah. dealt with one of the worst disease in history. You mm-hmm. know, kids that's dealing with hearing that, so getting hit by tornadoes and being affected by that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not asked a lot, how are you this morning? Right. You know? right. Those, those things help you throughout the day because you got some kids that not there all the way. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. yeah. We don't know what it's like coming. We don't know what the home like. Man, sure. come on, bro. Sure. Come so, on. Yeah, man. Um, sure. Being a black man in education, um, I look at it as not just a job title as being a, a dean of student, but I look at it as a, a duty, a job. Yeah. And um, and it's, it's my responsibility to give each and every one of those kids the opportunity at a at a quality education. How much of you do you see in them every day? Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. And um, I tell students that all the time, man. When they mm-hmm. when they joking in class, they don't be believing it. We, they, they, we <laughs> they don't know. They don't they know. Don't like I was, I was a real deal class class. Oh sure. yeah, you were. I, I remember you on the football field. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I was. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. So now seeing the role reverse. I said, Gosh, it's I crazy. See what these yeah. teachers was talking about. <laughs> yeah, man. I see how they feel. And, um, I definitely see myself in all my kids, from my African Americans to my Caucasians yes, to my sir. Latin yeah. ex. I see myself yeah. in them all because I was once a youth. Mm-hmm. I was once yeah. in their position. Mm-hmm. So when they bring their problems to me, yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's not uh, foreign to me. Mm-hmm. I understand sure. where they come from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand when they when when they're hungry. I know mm-hmm. how I feel coming to school hungry. Mm-hmm. And then you asking right. me to sit there in the seat for 90 minutes and learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With my mm-hmm. stomach growling. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, you want no smile, dude. I want no smile. <laughs> yeah. so, so the snacks yeah, gotta I, I, You gotta have the snacks. So I definitely see myself in these kids 100%. Yeah, 100%. man. It just, it just so refreshing because as I'm looking at you talking and how you just articulating yourself, man, I keep having flashbacks of that dude time on the football field, man. Yeah, so much time to yeah, win. Yeah, and I'm just like, wow, man. I think, but I think I'm thankful to God because when I see a person like yourself, and I know what you, you know, I don't know all about your life growing up, but I remember you on the football field. Remember you interacting with them, and when I see you, what well, I see you at now, that gives me hope as an older, uh, older person in society right now. That gives me hope, man, that when we pass off the scene, everybody's not going to be like social media portrays us to be. Because we have to understand, social media is not where you should find out what we all about. Yo, 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 man, what's up, Nashville? What's going on? Peace to the city and peace to the planet. If you guys have been following our show, you guys know, man, we not just a regular podcast, right? We got to throw some commercials. We got to throw some sponsorships and ads in there. We got a Black Men Vent 2 News Weekly segment that you'll hear later on in this episode. But first, this segment, as we always do, is a sponsorship ad break. And today's sponsored episode is brought to you by Decorum, the brand. Let's check it out.
What's up, everybody? This is the owner of the corn, the brand, Wanye Smith. The corn, the brand was originated in 2021. And we cater in quality and high fashion. Also, we run in the lane of streetwear fashion. So you can compare us to Supreme, Palm Angels, those type of streetwear brands. We cater to unisex, all genders, everybody. We have hoodies, hats, socks. You name it, uh, we're, we're producing more stuff every week and uh, all throughout the year. So follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at Decorum the Brand. Uh, tag us when you do purchase our merchandise. Get us out there, support small black businesses, support all businesses. And again, this is Wanya Smith, the owner of Decorum the Brand. But that's where some people get their full images of who black people are, yeah. who, who, who brown, uh, who, Amer who Asians are, who Latinos are, who white people are. They get all the information from here. No, you got to be in the culture and interact with these people without this. And that's when you'll find out who they are. You know what I mean? Exactly. I know, man, I, got, I definitely got one question for you because uh, we both uh, graduated from PWS. Mm -hmm. So talk about uh, mm. just being a black man, being on campus, man, kind of integrating yourself and trying to be as, as inclusive as you could, mm. but still thriving as, as a black man. I can definitely say that um, it was, I wanted to make sure that you see me, yeah, that right. I was seen. Right. Mm -hmm. And in society, mm -hmm. they don't expect a black man to be well equipped. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They gotta mold you all the time. Mm -hmm. But I think due to what you've been brought up mm -hmm. and what you've been around, mm -hmm. that you can code switch. For sure. Mm -hmm. And um, I like that being, code switch. Yeah, code yeah. switch. Yeah. Being at the being at that PWI, um, I was able to. I say this, and, and, and y'all, we gonna get into mm -hmm. why I went with the corn. Mm -hmm. I was able to have the corn in every room. Mm, wow. So I was able to, wow. I was able to have the quorum in every room, right. so I could be in there with the school president. Mm -hmm. I still held myself to a certain extent. Right. Mm -hmm. I could be in the lunch room with the lunch ladies. I could, yeah, I, yeah, I could yeah. be anywhere, mm -hmm. and I was yeah. still going to hold myself with respect. And I think that's what helped me maintain at the university. Yes, I've been in a room with some of the richest people at, at the sure. University of Tennessee Knoxville. Right. Oh, I done met Mr. Hassan. Mm -hmm. You know, I done sat and talked with the mayor of Knoxville. Mm -hmm. And being around those people, you and me being in that room, you wouldn't know where I came from. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You right. know that, exactly. Right. You know, my mom yeah. was incarcerated. You wouldn't know right. I was in foster care. You mm -hmm. wouldn't know that I, I done been through traumatic experiences mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I carried myself differently. I didn't say I, I I was up there acting like I didn't know where I came from. Mm -hmm. right. uh, people knew, you know, this this mm -hmm. kid came from uh, a very rough background, mm -hmm. but I always said I prevailed. I, mm -hmm. I, can't, I overcame those obstacles. I, I didn't let where I came from determine where I was going. I so, like that. Like yes, sir. Yeah, like that, that. that that's a show enough for positive man. And so, you know, y'all y'all went to the PWI and I went to the HBCU, oh, yeah. man. And uh, it's one of them things, man, that 
you got to learn what you just said. Yeah. And I and, and I had it when I went to TSU, yeah. but I was able to do it and it helped me on my job. But you got to be able to go in these different circles mm -hmm. and handle your business, man, without them holding you to where you came from. Like you said, you got oh, to be able to go in. Was, yeah, you got to be able to go in the room with the president and right. talk intelligent and act mm -hmm. like you got some right. sense, man. And then when you don't, act, when you don't know what's going on, then be a good listener. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got to right. do stuff like that. But the fact that you're able to handle yourself in all those type of right. arenas, what that did, man, it, it, I guarantee you, some of them times when you left those arenas, I guarantee they had conversation about you because they said, well, they all ain't like that. He's different. Yeah, he's yeah. different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah and, they, and that gives, and what you did, so what you did, you really helped, you know what I'm saying, by being able to go in those places and, and handle yourself and represent who, who uh, you want to be, not who you think I am. You know what I'm saying? That's real big, man. So I applaud you for that, man. What's but that? Uh, but uh, man, let me ask you this. So when you was growing up and you was having them hunger moments and you was having them moments um, where you just didn't know how you was going to make from day to day, did you ever think that you'd be where you are right now? No, I didn't. Um, as a kid, and if you know me and if you listen to that, I know I roll. <laughs> With my little brother Ziggy, yeah, everybody knew Ziggy, yeah. and um, we didn't, you know. Um, the daddy, the, the father that raised us, me being at the age now, I understood it way differently. Mm -hmm. I, I understood it way differently now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I understood why he wasn't a, wasn't as effective as a father, mm -hmm. as a single father at that. Mm -hmm. Um, I understood why. He was stuck in certain ways mm -hmm. because as I got older, I started understanding generational curses. So mm -hmm. I started understanding uh, a black man that didn't further his education. I I, I started understanding those things. Mm -hmm. But going back to what you asked, it was days where I was like, man, what, what would tomorrow look like for me and my little brother? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, should we be like the other kids, kick those and rob? Yeah. You know, yeah. but man, when I tell you, um, God is so amazing because yeah. I I can tell you yes. gave me he gave me a conscience at a young age mm -hmm. and it, it's so wild because I remember when it was teenage parties and my daddy would be like yeah you can go right. and I just get a, a a stomach feeling like maybe I should maybe I should sit back on this one. Mm. this and this was at a young age maybe I should sit this one out mm. maybe that environment might not be you know where you should be yeah. at tonight. And they will always come back some stuff going on. I'm mm -hmm. like, man, I got lucky. But then again, as I start learning more about God, I said, man, I'm, I'm just blessed. God you was know, saving he, you for something. He, uh, he, he was saving you for something. Exactly. Man. So it's not luck. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, it was definitely some rough days. And again, with our upbringing, that's when I started getting introduced to my support system. Mm -hmm. Like you and your wife, mm -hmm. Junebug, mm -hmm. you know. Coach Ryan putting me on a football team where I start getting empowered with all this support. Mm -hmm. I can tell you, man, when I played for the Bobcats, I probably spent the night over every one of my uh, teammates' mm -hmm. house. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> I spent the yeah. night at everybody's house. You did, yeah. And yeah. Y'all yeah. became my family, man, to the point where sure. if my dad would get up and um, come watch me play, I probably would tell him the wrong time. I yeah. used to, I probably, because he, I was so used to not having nobody there and after the game having you guys mm -hmm. that when he did decide to be supportive, you know, it threw my game off. 
Mm, so, mm, mm, mm. I definitely was like, man, hey, yeah, we don't play later on. Man, we right, play right. right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> definitely. But That's we overcame, it. and I'm glad to see that the decisions I made at, at a young age paid off. Yeah, man. I could have been right. dumb yeah, kicking yeah. indoors. I could have yeah. been toting tools and guns and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I decided to. And I wouldn't say I was scary. You know, right. I, I always, I always kept no, a strong you head. On my, yeah, you I kept scared. a strong well, that, head. They, they expect yeah. the East Side baby from this yeah. year. You know what I'm saying? They expect that type of black boy yeah. to, to be all of the stereotypes, yeah. man, that you just named. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and, and just the, to know you, bro, and just hear you saying all that you're saying, man, just put a smile on my face. Oh, man. At the end of the yeah. Day, man. I'm, I grew up with some real brothers. I feel you know proud, man. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like you put, yeah, yeah. and I and I appreciate what you say because you're right, man. When when the African proverb says it takes a village to raise a child, but the thing about the child is he has to accept the village, right, and that's right. what you did. You accepted right. the village because see, every child don't accept the village. Right. Yeah, yeah. And once right. you accept the village, then you accepted everything that went along with the village, and it was a lot of love in that village, man. Even though probably some stuff you didn't want to deal with in the village but at the end of the day they was always showing you love and i'm just looking at a product of what the people was pouring into you man yeah man the fact that you giving back man and you say you learn more about god so you know that's our purpose as as, as, as faith believers yeah. is that we come to serve not to be served come on man. man so when you start serving and when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing it makes you feel the let me ask you this one quick you got a few minutes so I like what you said also, cause my wife used my wife used to be a uh, nurse. She worked she was she worked in the nursing field mm-hmm. in the in medical field, and you know the pay scale is not what it should be in the medical field nor your field. Mm-hmm. But I heard you say this: I go because they looking for me. Mm-hmm. You didn't say that about I go because I make I'm looking for that check. Right. You said I go because they looking for me. When you do the type of job that you do, the medical field, police, family, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. You gotta, you gotta have a passion for that. You gotta want to do that beyond the check, because right. sometimes the check don't add up to what you're putting into it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Exactly. And, and I can, and I agree. Like educators were definitely underpaid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In order even just to get more money, more education, they they tell you you gotta get. But also, you gotta become more involved just to get paid. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say that I, the, the extracurricular activities I do mm-hmm. to get paid more, but it, it does benefit my family. Mm-hmm. And um, but it's extracurricular activities that I want to do. Right. So at my school, right. I coach basketball. There you go. Uh, I run a, a, a health and wellness program at the school where. We work on being healthy. We learn about That's what things to put in your body. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that program is called Just Keep Living. Mm-hmm. Um, Just Keep Living. And it's okay. actually sponsored, and it's the non-foundation of Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. So he's a, a very well-known actor mm-hmm. in Hollywood. So um, just being able to do more in the building also changes the passion for the job. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit on this mic and lie to you like I don't get tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, have, I do have days where I wake up and I'm like, is this what I'm really supposed to be doing? Because mm-hmm. I have different hobbies. I have different right. things that I find joy in. Mm-hmm. But the thing that solidifies that question every time is when I come to school and I'm able to get through to kids that certain people struggle with. Mm-hmm. We got kids yeah. that, you know, may be respectful to you yeah. or disrespectful to this person, but can mm-hmm. receive me well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of my kids receive me well because 
they know I care. For mm-hmm. sure. Um, for sure. I'm talking to the parents. Yeah. I'm I'm checking in. Mm-hmm. You know, my job don't stop in the when the school let out. I'm mm-hmm. checking right. in over the summer. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I got I, I, before I even had my little girl, I had kids that I was calling my sons and my daughters, mm-hmm. and you know, and they respect me as such. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. and a lot of those kids, and what we don't talk about enough is when the father is absent. Who stepping into those roles to help yeah. those kids? Yeah, so true. So true. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who's so true. who? Who's been their support system? Because I used to think that it was so cliche until I became a father. Mm-hmm. When when a kid would act out because their father wasn't there, because mm-hmm. I used to be like, well, you still got the support of mom. Yes, but yeah. I also have a younger brother yeah. who has a great support system. Right. But the questions that he asks is, why my dad don't want me? Wow. Why my dad don't want to be there with me? Wow. Why why my dad why why you wanna take care of me? And as his brother being years older than him, I wasn't able to answer that question. But I just could assure him that he's always gonna have my support. Yeah, man. But it's only yeah. it's only so much because you wanna know why the person that created me don't want nothing to do with wow. me. Wow. And a lot of kids are mm-hmm. running around like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a kid, why my dad made them bad decisions and put himself in jail when he know he had me. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and those are questions, and I and I start diving deeper in to understand these kids right. way more. Mm-hmm. Because I I know that their situation mm-hmm. is why they may act a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's why they may... Mm-hmm. Um, try to resolve their issues with marijuana mm-hmm. or other stuff mm-hmm. because yeah. it's a coping mechanism. Yes. Right? It's how they cope. Yes. And I have a kid that literally said, hey, it keeps me sane. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it keeps me from from going crazy because yeah. there's so much stuff that I have to carry every mm-hmm. day yeah, yeah. and nobody really understands me. What we, what we, what, what I'm hearing you say, man, and what we're seeing is a lot of these kids, 13, 14, mm-hmm. 15, 16, mm-hmm. their lives would be that of a 40, 50, 60. Oh, old. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know Dealing with I mean? stuff. The yeah, shoot, yeah. Of a 40, 50, 60. Old. Yeah, These man. Expressions and triggers of a 40, 50, 60. Yeah. Old. And another thing you're saying, too, man, is um, we got to treat these kids with grace. Oh, yeah. Uh, because we don't know. You know, like you said, man, you can see a child at 7 or 5 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And little do you know, they just got the brakes beat off them the first two hours mm-hmm. in the morning. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? For little stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they come into school and you asking them what's 2 plus 2. Like, yeah. I'm not thinking about that right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, that, and I think, again, that's a good conversation that we have because that's what we should show when we talk about appreciation for our teachers. Oh you know my goodness! Yes, man. man. I know some teachers. I've had teachers that child got a little halitosis problem. Mm-hmm. Just pull them over to the side, got a little toothpaste, little toothbrush. I ain't gonna air it out in front of mm-hmm. the class. Man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Child, uh, need, she need her hair washed. Pull it over to the side real quick. We ain't gonna when recess is going on. Mm-hmm. You know, that girl come in and get the village. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just, just reiterating what you said, mm-hmm. but it's, it's it's so important. Yeah, and 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 I'm so happy and just. I'm just thankful for him being in this in the school system again right. because the male presence is needed, man. Right. And I'm talking about nothing wrong with the sisters, man. I ain't got no problem. I love the sisters, mm-hmm. but you need that male balance. You need that male presence so they can see the balance, so they'll understand the balance instead of swaying 
from one side to the other, but exactly. you see the balance, man. So I'm just a preacher, man, and I hope it's some kind of way that you maybe be, maybe by your presence and your your aura and who you are as a person, maybe you can draw some other brothers to to that uh teaching uh system, man, or to the school system because we need that. We need brothers, if you out there, we need your presence as a teacher in our schools, man. Our young men, our young ladies need to see strong male figures, man, in their yeah. school system while they growing up. You know what I'm saying? Because like you, like y'all have said and, re, and, and reiterated today, reiterated, a matter of fact, is that they might be coming from a home that does not have a strong father mm -hmm. or a father at all. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or a father that's, that's in and out and they don't even have no type of relationship with this dude. But if they seeing a strong figure at school all through their school years, then they're going to understand there's something else besides what I'm getting at home. You know what I'm saying? And we need that, man. And it, and it definitely started, i say this last week, it starts in the school. Mm. And the reason why I say this is because we we get 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. We sleep on what? Eight mm -hmm. of those? Mm -hmm. The other eight, what are we doing? You got to work working yeah well your kids is at school for eight of those hours yes right? sir so that means right. i'm seeing your child more than yeah, you yes, are in a day without a doubt right? so yes. i'm also a part of the village and your support system that you mm -hmm. have for your child mm -hmm. so that's why i say it's big that i'm showing up it's big that teachers are showing up because we're we're a big part of that village for sure in molding that child yeah. into whatever they want to be right so right that's why i feel like our profession is an important profession because we're literally molding this. Oh, man. Yes. And if if I'm here letting your child know that, hey, you can do whatever you want to do. Right. And and I'm, I'm I'm very optimistic. I'm very I'm very transparent yeah. with the kids that I teach. Mm -hmm. yeah. If yeah. that child tell me that I, they don't want to go to college, let's start figuring out a trade. Yeah. Let's. Let's figure out what what's gonna help you maintain in this society. Man. And that's all that's my job. I'm I'm not I'm not here to preach like, hey, let's go to college. I'm here preaching to survive. Yes. Because I know I have friends that didn't walk a foot in a college classroom mm -hmm. that are almost millionaires. Mm -hmm. I got friends that are well off. Mm -hmm. So you know, education beyond high school. Is for mm -hmm. you know it's for it's for a certain pe certain mm -hmm. amount of people you right. know that's true everybody don't have to do it but the goal is figuring out how you can survive man so, without so having to do it the illegal way yeah. so true so true hey man yeah. I'm gonna check, I'm gonna throw this in right quick but I get I just heard it and I don't want to leave my brain you know I'm old I don't want to leave my <laughs> mind man before before I, uh, before I say something about it but what you were speaking on about the um, trade teaching kids trade. I know y'all know Dr. Umar Johnson. I know y'all know him. I was listening to him the other day, man. And he said this, that one of the things that caused young blacks and, and, and people that are under under a financial situation, their finances is not good. Mm -hmm. He said one of the things that messed them up as far as uh, uh, being uh, furthering, them, furthering themselves in society after they leave high school. He said because they took the trades out of high school, mm -hmm. they, so that that causes us as as people that don't want to go to college, we have nothing. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But he said, while wow, when you had that, you had an industrialized 
uh, uh, community of black people. But when you took that out, you took away part of the industry. You took away the training, uh, training me how to work on a car, mm-hmm. training me how to build a house, yeah. training me how to be a plumber, yeah. training me how to cook. You right. took all that away because I had that in school. Yeah. That was part of our curriculum. Yeah. 9th, 10th, 11th, remember, 10th, 11th, 12th oh, yeah. grade. You had to take an elective and your elective had to be workshop building that little ashtray you know what i'm saying you had to do that stuff man but they took all that away and so when we didn't have nothing jumping out of school we didn't have them trades and we didn't want to go to college didn't want to go to the military so what am i gonna do now drug game yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how all that. So how he explained that, I was thinking, I'm like, wow, yeah, that yeah. made a whole lot of sense, man. Mm-hmm. Made a whole lot of sense, dude. And it only made you feel like in order to be successful, I have to go to college. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm, I'm sorry, y'all know I can go. No, on. keep, yeah, keep going, straight. man. But, I, and that's why you asked me, do I see myself in these kids? I said 100% because I remember when I was in grade school. I remember when I was in class and I'm not paying attention if I don't know it. Mm-hmm. So if I have okay. a, <clears throat> I'm sorry, if I have a, 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 a education barrier where I'm not understanding something, then what am I supposed to do in this classroom? I'm, I'm now bored. Mm-hmm. I'm now off task. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm going to sit and talk and joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and, right. You right. know, I might act up so I can get up out of here because mm-hmm. right? right. I feel behind. Yes, and don't let me get suspended or don't let me miss in school because I got to stay at home and watch my siblings. Mm-hmm. And then when I come back to school, I'm behind. Right. And then you expecting right. me to catch up. Right. So a lot of kids feel like when they're behind or when they don't understand something, the best option is to jet. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I don't get this. Let me figure out a way to get up out this class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or let me go to sleep. Yeah. And a lot of kids now, uh, I, I see that behavior, and I tell it to them straight up. Mm-hmm. I've been your age. I, I've been in your seat before. And looking back, one thing I wish I did differently was advocate for myself. Wow. And it's so big because they're in a, they're in a more advanced setting now. Mm-hmm. These kids yes, are way bro. more advanced. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're more vocal. We, yes. we, we didn't have platforms like Black Men. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. We, didn't, right. we didn't have... Uh, platforms where we can actually advocate for ourselves and now I'm telling these kids to advocate when you don't understand something that's what we're here for that's what we got to be in this building for is to to teach you mm-hmm. yes. so advocate mm-hmm. if you don't understand why why equals mx plus b mm-hmm. let's sit down and figure it out mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you don't understand yeah. what you know yeah. pronouns are let's sit down and talk let's talk about it mm-hmm. and, and that's what I push to my kids because I didn't been in there to the next day already on multiplication right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah and in between yeah. then i like so did y'all already learn how to t- tell time yeah <laughs> so you got you got so much that these kids go through from mm-hmm. switching schools to switching home environments to a parent going to a parent being incarcerated to a parent dying. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and the only thing yeah. they were they're almost told to do is just keep pushing. Right. Yeah, man. Right. And not deal with it. It's so, easier said yeah. than done. We'll man. dive off into that on the next segment. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, man. Uh hey man, Wanye Smith, yeah, man. If y'all man. just not joining the summer on with you, but yeah. hey, man, tap in on the second half of this episode where we will get into more of the venting 
with Wanye Smith, man. We're asking, man, what does he do for self-care? What does he do yes. uh, for his mental health struggles and stuff like that? And uh, he's got a baby girl. So y'all know us, man. We always ask funny questions, man, to try to see, man, what will brothers do in a situation with their daughter, man. So, <laughs> so, man, we're going to get into all that good stuff, man, after this uh, commercial break. We'll get right into it. Nashville, have you heard a black man been today? Yo, 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 man, what's going on, Nashville? What's up, what's up? Peace to the city and peace to the planet. If you guys have been following our platform throughout the month of March, you know that during our commercial breaks, each episode we have dedicated to the women of our nation. Shout out to all the black queens and the women in the world during Women's History Month. Each and every commercial break throughout this, epi- throughout this month, we have dropped different history and different facts based on us learning more about our black women. Today's commercial break, we will educate you guys on the richest black girl in America in 1913. This video excerpt is coming from the YouTube channel Home Team History. The richest black girl in America in 1913. Happy Women's History Month from Black Men Vent 2. Let's check it out. Sarah Rector was often referred to as the richest colored girl in the world in the early 20th century. Born in 1902, she was a member of the Muskegee Creek Nation in Oklahoma. Following the Civil War, Rector's parents, who were formerly enslaved by Creek tribe members, were entitled to land allotments under the Dawes Allotment Act of 1887. As a result of this act, hundreds of black children, or the so-called Creek Freedmen Miners, were each granted 160 acres of land as Indian Territory integrated with Oklahoma Territory to form the state of Oklahoma in 1907. The parcel allotted to Sarah Rector was located in Glenpool, 60 miles from where she and her family lived. It was considered inferior soil, as better land was reserved for white settlers and members of the tribe. The land given to them required an annual tax of $30, which was becoming a burden for her father. He petitioned the court to sell the land, but the petition was denied. Sarah's father then leased the land to the Standard Oil Company, and in 1913, an independent oil driller, B.B. Jones, drilled a well on the property, which produced a gusher that began to bring in 2,500 barrels of oil a day. Sarah began to receive a daily income of $300 from this strike, which equates to about $7,000 a day today. Over time, her popularity began to bloom as her wealth increased. Sarah received numerous requests for loans, money gifts, and even marriage proposals from four Germans even though she was just 12 years old. At the time, a law required Native Americans black adults and children who were citizens of Indian territory with significant property and money to be assigned a well-respected white guardian. As a result, Sarah's guardianship switched from her parents to a white man named T.J. Porter. Concerned with her well-being and her white financial guardian, early NAACP leaders fought to protect Sarah and her fortune as these so-called white guardians were nefarious in their dealings with assigned black subordinates. 
1914, the Chicago Defender published an article claiming that her estate was being mismanaged by grafters and her so-called ignorant parents, and that she was uneducated, dressed in rags, and that she lived in an unsanitary shanty environment. National African American leaders such as Booker T. Washington and W.E.B. Du Bois became increasingly concerned about her welfare. Of course, none of the allegations were true as Sarah and her siblings went to school in Taft, an all-black town, and they lived in a modern five-room cottage and they owned an automobile. That same year, Sarah enrolled in the Children's House, a boarding school for teenagers at the Tuskegee Institute in Alabama. Everything changed for Sarah, even her race apparently, as her wealth prompted the Oklahoma legislator to declare Sarah to be a white person so that she would be allowed to travel in first-class accommodations on the railroad. By age 18, Sarah was estimated to be worth $1 million, which equates to about $11 million today. She owned stocks and bonds, a boarding house, a bakery and restaurant in Muskegee, Oklahoma, and 2,000 acres of land. She eventually left Tuskegee with her family and moved to Kansas City, Missouri, where she bought a very elaborate home that still stands today, known as the Rector House. In 1922, she married Kenneth Campbell, the second African-American to own an auto dealership, and together they became African-American royalty. The couple had three sons, drove expensive cars, and entertained elites like Joe Louis, Duke Ellenting, and Count Bassie at their expensive home. Sarah lived a comfortable life and enjoyed her wealth. She dressed really well and made sure to get the finest clothing. One noteworthy deed of hers is instructing her driver to drive the kids in the neighborhood to school. Unfortunately, this all came to an end as Sarah lost a lot of her wealth during the Great Depression, as did many Americans in general. Upon her death, at the age of 65, she only managed to hold on to some working oil wells and real estate holdings. Well, I'm all out, guys. If you like these videos and want to help out in its continued production, please consider supporting the home team on Patreon.com. The link is in the description box below. Know thyself. Remember your ancestors. And just like that, man, just like that, we're back. We're back, man. Black Men Vent 2, baddest podcast in Nashville, only podcast that gives you a radio show feeling with a podcast undertone. Hope you guys enjoyed that commercial break that we just got out of Tuesday, man. Tuesday morning, we hear Wanye Smith. Yeah, he is a man that wears a many of hats, and we are glad again to have him grace our platform. Yes. Nashville, have you heard? A black man vent today. Wanye Big Dog, man, we're going to get back into this conversation, man. And again, bro, just thank you for being on mm -hmm. our show. Willing to be vulnerable, yeah. be transparent, and tell your story and hope that it helps the next brother live his story. Yep. So with that being said, trademark question, man, that we ask on our platform, brother, what would you like to vent about today on Black Men Vent 2? What's on your mind? Good morning, Nashville. For this week's Black Men Vent 2 Black News Weekly segment, we want to take the time as a platform to show our solidarity, our deepest, deepest concern, and our genuine support to the families of the Covenant School who lost loved ones during yesterday's tragic 
event. Let's take one full minute of silence to support those families. Thank you. Black Men Vent 2 fully supports those families who are in bereavement. Mental health Nashville is real. Check on your friends, check on your loved ones. Give someone a hug today and let them know that not being okay is okay. Let's get back into the episode. So for the longest, I can say that I wasn't vocal mm -hmm. about depression. Yeah. Um, as a black man, um, I definitely, we, we're definitely, I won't say we're trained, but we're prone to just keeping it pushing, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. putting a smile on, mm -hmm. right? you know, mm -hmm. they tell you go win today, the they tell you grind, mm -hmm. you know, push, mm -hmm. hard work, no yep. pain, no gain. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But, it, but it's pain and gain. I remember I, I seen an article not too long ago where Deion Sanders said he wanted um he wanted his quarterback to have both parents, and he was like, he wanted his DN to come from a, 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 a hard background, mm -hmm. upbringing, mm -hmm. trenches, because as a quarterback, you need to be able to just think, mm -hmm. you need to be able to um, know the right calls, make the right calls, make the right plays. Mm -hmm. As a DN, you just need to know to go get that quarterback. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I said that to say, I played DN, mm -hmm. and I and I uh, and I and I came from that traumatic background, and yeah. I agree with that statement. Because mm -hmm. if you would have put me at quarterback, and I seen my daddy in the stands, it might have been a struggle for me to play. Right. Because right. I'm trying to figure out what he's doing there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but as a DN, it didn't, it didn't matter. Yeah, just go get him. I like go get it. Go hit. Go get him. Yeah. Bust the <laughs> yeah. Meet that running back and the quarterback in the backfield. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I agree with that statement, but he meant that because it's it's so much that being in sports you have to deal with, being in life that you have to deal with. And at my age, being 27, I've uh, I didn't really respect depression like I should have. Mm. Um, I really didn't start dealing with depression, depression until my little brother just passed away. Wow. So, um, Sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, my little brother passed away, overdose. Um, he was he was 
he was mm. given um, a lace Xenex pill. So overdose, and 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 it put me and it put me in a a real dark space. Yeah, man. Uh, and I was I was back in the work environment, and what made it tough was seeing those kids, seeing those kids, and having to be a hundred percent. Knowing I wasn't all in, uh, mm-hmm. having to be the backbone yeah. for your mom. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, my brother had a son. Having to look at my brother's son and know that he would never see his dad again. Wow. He gotta. So it, it put me in a it put me in a a depressed a depression state, mm-hmm. and I I wasn't vocal about it. I just had that mindset, man. You gotta keep pushing, mm-hmm. and then. What we see on social media is traumatic. It caters to that depression. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never vocalized it. So the depression that I just came out of was a real bad anxiety where I was scared to live. Mm. And what I mean by scared to live was I couldn't enjoy life for what it was because mm-hmm. I kept thinking about when it when it's not going to be life anymore. Mm. So I started when I start losing friends and start seeing people that I was close to die, mm-hmm. I start worrying about me. It's my time next, mm. you know. Mm. So I wasn't mm-hmm. able to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I started doing things like when something exciting was coming up, I would minimize that joy with it ain't that big, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, bro. And, mm-hmm. and that was depressing. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. um, for the longest, man. I used to just tell myself, oh, I'm just happy to see another day with my little girl. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I wasn't speaking the future like, oh, I can't wait to my first daddy-daughter dance. Mm-hmm. I was saying stuff like, man, I hope I get to go to a daddy-daughter dance. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and th- that language was yeah. crippling to mm. my, my progression because I wasn't speaking positive energy into my situation. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, dealing with that anxiety and that depression for the longest as a kid because of my environment I used to be like oh man I I, I won't pass this driver license test I'm gonna have to find me a girl man that'll drive me all around <laughs> you know, then I took I took the driver's license test yeah. and I passed it I'm like man yeah. it, it wasn't that bad but I have mm-hmm. always been a person that thought about the what is instead of thinking about just knocking it out the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. So yeah. Um, right. I found myself being in depression and I had to find ways to get up out of that depression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I, had, I had already launched my clothing line before my brother died. Mm-hmm. But then my clothing line took a twist. So it started catering to more and, and this is why I'm going to dive deep in. Mm-hmm. It started catering to more of my purpose in being in the streetwear lane and fashion. And that was giving giving people their flowers while they're here. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm, a, I'm always say we serve an amazing God. Yes. But God, God uh, put it up right in front of me. My little brother overdosed the first time in April. Mm-hmm. Rushed up to the hospital. Pray, cry. Mm-hmm. Like, God, if you if you just give me this opportunity, I promise you I'm gonna do right. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna I'm I'm take care of him. And cause I was at this point, 
just consumed mm-hmm. with just being around friends and not family. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I was consumed with being around my college friends. Wow. I was consumed with just hanging out every weekend, yeah. drinking, yeah. still living that college life. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, I I was not present around family. You know, I come to mm-hmm. birthdays and all that stuff, but I wasn't doing those weekly check-ins. Mm-hmm. So I never knew that my little brother was going through these things. Wow, man. I never knew. Mm-hmm. I never knew. And he was he would he was depressed, he was stressed. You know, he's been a dad since 15 years old. Mm-hmm. He never had the opportunity to to honestly live mm-hmm. to grow up. Just yeah. to grow up, man. He never yeah. had the opportunity to grow up because mm-hmm. his his youth was taken basically. He, yeah. he got pushed into a dope position at the age of 15. So I never knew what he was going through. I just knew that I was living. And then when God gave me that opportunity, I took it for granted. Mm-hmm. So when I got that call in July, a few months later, I'm like, oh, he, he going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm see, seeing him fight. And then I'm like, man. And then seeing him go, I said, gosh, I go into this depression state. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about men crying mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't even want to go back to work. I told mm-hmm. them, they were like, you know, they had to say, hey, man, take your time. Yeah. But we need you here. But I, I didn't want to go back in that school and become that overprotective uh, person in those kids' life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. if I knew that they was doing something, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be like, yeah, don't do this. Here go. This yeah, happened to my yeah. brother. I didn't mm-hmm. want to scare them. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. want to, to serve them the wrong way. So I started doing things like, more, I started doing things like God for that, you know, uh, playing basketball again. Yeah. You know, I start, I start doing things that made me happy. Yeah. I can honestly say, I've came a full circle now, and I'm more at peace. Mm. And it's crazy because now I'm on this podcast. I just shared with my close friends the other day that um, I had a dream. Now all my siblings then told me, hey, you know. He didn't came visit visit me in my dream. Let me know he's okay. My mom told me that he visit, and I'm hearing all this. I'm like, man, this is almost year two. He ain't came to see me yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Came saw me in my dreams, and uh, came to see me in my dream, and it was just a smile, just mm-hmm. just of him smile. That's all I wanted. I woke up, and uh, my girl was like, "You okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm good." And I walk into the bathroom. You ready to get in the shower? Close door. I don't know. I just broke down. Yeah, man. Don't, yeah, didn't, man. Even, didn't even know why. Mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm, broke down. Mm-hmm. And I cried, man. And I kid you not, I'm not going to sit here on this podcast and create a facade. I, I'm not active in church every Sunday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I don't bang my gospel like I, like I can. I mix it up. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I got in that shower, man. I just started thanking the Lord. Mm-hmm. I just started thanking him. Mm-hmm. 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 One of those moments where mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. thanked him, man, because it was it was more so that I didn't need no other validation that if he was real or not, because he, he just keeps showing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. keeps showing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, my brother died July the 27th. I tell you, I got work. My child was conceived July the 29th. 
<laughs> so he was like, you know, he was like, I may take something from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, sir. But I'm going to replace yeah. it. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Your yeah. puzzle may look like it's not finished or it may seem like it's missing something. But I, I, I hold that puzzle piece so I can always fulfill that, that puzzle. Yes, sir. And yes, um, sir. that's where I am, man. I'm, I'm finally finding peace. Praise I'm finally God. realizing that I can be by myself and still thrive. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm finally realizing it's okay mm -hmm. to vocalize how I feel. Mm -hmm. Um and then I'm 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 spreading that energy to other people who feel like mm -hmm. they can't open up. Mm -hmm. My older brother has always just been the strong, mm -hmm. the strong one in our family. Mm -hmm. Don't show emotion. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. just provide. Mm -hmm. And he probably did that because that's kind of how society throw at you. Mm -hmm. You can't show your emotion. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. uh -huh. it's almost mm -hmm. like when when mm -hmm. uh, when when LeBron yelled out, you know, I'm more than an athlete. Mm -hmm. I'm more than a provider. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. um, I, I, I'm more than just getting up and going to work every day and putting mm -hmm. a smile on my face. Mm -hmm. uh, as a black man, we have feelings too. Oh yeah. my goodness, that's why yes. I'm glad to be able to see yes, him. I'm yes. glad to be able to yes. sit here and vent because. A lot of times, black men do, do not create that environment too bad. Too bad. Mm -hmm. Too bad. Mm -hmm. And um, I was just sitting in a group message um, the other day. And one of my friends, man, he sat in there. And he asked one of the biggest elephant questions in the room. And it just it just created so much dialogue mm -hmm. that when I said I'm around the right people. Mm -hmm. And this... These uh, in this group message, man. These are kids that well, these are grown men that didn't go to college. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. these some went to college, some didn't. Mm -hmm. right. Some didn't been in the streets. Some, you know, went on to get an education. But the big question that he asked was, "How are y'all doing mentally?" Dude, what do I? Yes, <laughs> yes. How That's what time how it is. How are y'all doing mentally? Yes, yeah. and we got to start yes. asking that question, man. Yeah. And and, yeah. and and even yeah. when you see somebody like your brother, and I hope I hope your brother listen to this, man. But I hope he finds a way to express himself and not feel ashamed about it, right. because you're a man. Men don't cry. Oh, I cry all the time. You know what I'm saying? My mama died in 2018. My dad been gone for 30 years. I still, if I think, if I sit here and talk about my daddy too long, I'm going to be crying. That's, that's what he meant to me. So I learned a long time ago, it's okay to shed a few tears, man. You know what I'm saying? But what, I'm what I want to applaud you on, man, is how you came through your depression. So how, and you probably still dealing with some aspects of it now, but you're coping, man. Have you did you think about therapy when you was going through while, while you've been going through? Definitely, I have heard people say, you know, have you thought about therapy? Mm -hmm. What's wrong with you going? And I think, as a black man, and I'm, I'm gonna probably speak for a lot of black men. A lot of black men are scared of being judged. They might say, they might say that they're not scared, mm -hmm. but it. mm -hmm. it's hard to see here and open That's up. It. And if I tell you That's some it. of these experiences. Yeah. How would you look at me? Exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. If yeah. I tell you what I've been through, mm -hmm. how would you look at me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I tell you about abuse, mm -hmm. would you be empathetic or would you try to figure out like right. ways to help me get through it? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Um and that's what a lot of black men put up their shield. They mm -hmm. they put up that defense mm -hmm. and they and they 
they they kind of pretty much get scared, but not showing that they're scared and they shut down. Yeah. A lot a lot of black men um don't feel welcome when it comes to venue or when it comes to therapy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I can say I was definitely one of those black men. I I've heard, hey, go to therapy, tell how you feel. Because yeah. I didn't have some traumatic experiences, man. Like my upbringing to you guys, y'all knew about this one dad. I found out who my real father was when I was 15. Wow. And what's so mm. crazy, he was right up under my nose. Mm. Right up under my nose. Wow. Me, me and my older brother wow. end up having the same dad. Mm. So, man, when I when I when I got that information, you know, it, it kind of put a pause to everything. And then it's like, oh man, I gotta sit right here yeah. and create a bond and, and have to love another guy. As my father, and I can say, man, he played a big role in where we are today because he became vulnerable and he became, you know, open. Kudos to him, man. man he, yeah, man, kudos I, to him, man. And I love, I love yeah. my dad now. Yeah. I love both of them. Don't yeah. get me wrong, yeah. Yeah. but I love him because he said, "Man, I apologize." Mm. I apologize that was big, man. That, that was big. I, I, I wasn't able to come in. And do what I was supposed to do. But the biggest thing he said is, we got so much more life to live. You know, let's live it. Let's do it. And he's so he's so hands-on with my little girl. Like, my, my dad calls me every day. And he's... What he call an Oreo? Where's Oreo? <laughs> he, he asked yeah. about you. He like, yeah, 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 what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we came by. What you doing? Yeah. He like, I ain't worrying about you. You yeah. just yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. where's Oreo? And, then, yeah. and, it, and it's it's crazy because a supportive father is effective. And mm-hmm. I and yes, you sir. know and I and I worried about those things because when I at that age when I used to see you at the games, I like, mm-hmm. man, it it feels mm-hmm. good to see see, you know, June bag pops here. For sure. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and, and then he cheered me on as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, man. Giving I love, me that yeah. father figure love. Sure. When, when sure. I come to the sideline at the big head, that was him sure. on the gate smacking you me on the Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I love that, man. Yeah. You know, I'm a sports oh, fanatic yeah. anyway. Oh, yeah. And to see y'all out there winning too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. yeah so, man. I loved it. Definitely, man. I, I can say a, a lot of men Veer from getting therapy. If I can give any type of advice, man, do it. And if you need, if you need a pack, man, we can we can make a pack. Mm-hmm. I, I I go to therapy as well because mm-hmm. um, it feels good being hurt. Mm-hmm. It feels good being hurt. It feels good being seen. Yeah. But what also makes you feel better is knowing that your problem is not unusual. Right. Mm. Hearing that, you know. This is not an unusual situation that you've been through, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what I'm expecting out of therapy. Just to talk about yeah. things where I'm able to, because a lot of men say that they overthink, mm-hmm. or a lot of black men say that they, you know, this don't affect me anymore. Mm-hmm. But it does. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. So. Yeah. And man, you know, I like what you just said too, and I, and I appreciate you because you reminded me of something. I know how I act at the games. But what 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 I'm, what I appreciate though is the fact that what you said I didn't even realize the impact that it had on you. I'm just being me. Yeah. We need another. We need a. We need more black fathers. Just be yourself and just go around these young men and just be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just be you. 
just the fact I, I'm, I've, I've heard this and I, I've experienced it, but my pastor talked about it too, but I've experienced it myself. Presence ministry is big. Sometimes just you being now, you don't have to say nothing. Just the fact that you're present means a lot, man. Oh, yeah. It means everything, man, because you're there and you're showing support, even though you might not even know what's going on, but you're there. I'll give you prime example. Now, granted, I, 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 I um, come through college and I had homeboys that pledged Fred Life and, uh, and uh, they used to hang out, hide in my room and all that stuff. You know? So I went through all that experience then, but I never knew what it like to have my, one of my loved ones. And when he told me that he was getting ready to cross over and make, you know, uh, what you call that? Uh, I, look, I forgot what you call it already. But anyway, but yeah. guess what? Yeah. I don't even know what you call it. But what was that when it was happening, though? The probate. <laughs> the probate, there you go. Yeah. But I was there, though. And that's what we have to realize as father. You might not, you ain't got to know everything about it. Just yeah. be there, man. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, it's funny. I, I'm gonna touch on that because uh, it was a very. Uh, are you first generation Greek? First generation Greek. Okay, mm-hmm. so you 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 hit me when I say this. It was a very uh, interesting conversation when I first introduced yeah. to my parents. Hey, I want to be a part of Cap Outside yeah. Attorney Incorporated. I remember immediately my mama was like, "You know what you're doing it for? You're doing mm-hmm. it for the girls, or you're doing it for the mm-hmm. shimmy." Said all that to say. I think when you talk about presence, mm-hmm. I was happy to see them in that crowd, in that probate. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. When I took that mask off, mm-hmm. my mama was the first woman I seen. Mm-hmm. I ain't lying. Yeah. With all them cameras, all them lights, she was the first person I seen when I took that mask off and seen all them cameras and all them lights. Mm-hmm. And right beside her was my pop. As much as they may have not agreed with it or may have not really understood, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the history behind our fraternity man and all the values that we have in it, they was there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was all right with yeah. that man. And it was it was one thing I think I learned in that moment is that uh, as a parent, you know, you're not gonna agree with everything that your child does, mm-hmm. but just be there still. You know what I'm saying? True that. I, I learned that in that moment. For mm-hmm. sure. Man, Pops, hit hit with that question, man. Well, we got about yeah, man. We, I, I know we, we well, hey, man. And again, I appreciate your transparency, so oh, I'm going to need you to be transparent right here. Yeah. Right. yeah. So yeah. when I, every time we have a girl dad, girl right dad. Here, and I remember <laughs> me when I ran the streets, yeah. man, and I don't know if I would have been cool with me coming to the door, but yeah. I knew how to do it because my dad had told me. Yeah. My dad always told me, you want to want to get to know a girl get to know their family <laughs> so I, I had that from from beginning but yeah. you being a you know being a girl dad yeah. i just heard you talking about uh you want to be there for the first dance and you're gonna be there yeah. what you gonna do when that dude yeah. come to that door and he be like yeah. hey mr smith yeah. uh, and they see gonna be calling him a smith he's gonna be cool hey Wanye, what up man <laughs> it's, uh, what's her name rory rory rory, rory. rory. Is Rory up in now? Yeah, yeah. And then he's gonna be at? like, uh, "Where's she at?" Cause yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah. yeah. What, what you, what you gonna, gonna be saying? So, so hopefully by this by this time I'm saying the brain. For one, I'm, I'm definitely gonna make sure that any any man that decides to date my daughter one day, man, know that it's gonna have to always be a stay. For sure. Yes, it's always gonna be there. But yes, I don't have to come off aggressive. Yeah. I could just let them know, hey, I'm coming to you with respect. Mm-hmm. I expect the same, mm-hmm. you know, sure. uh, because by this time, I I, I feel like I, I'm a craziness to be gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't have to, I don't have to, I don't have to pull my jacket back so you can see the pistol. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Any, any any minute that comes, yeah. 
they're coming on because I know that's how I was. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and that's I, what we have to remember, yeah, man. Yeah, you have yeah, to remember yeah, that, man. Yeah. But I, I, I can tell you, I, I got a hold of the finesse very quick, and that was I, I didn't have to worry about winning over the uh, mom. Yeah. I go straight for the bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if it was something that he didn't like about me, well, let's work through it. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if I want to date your daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I, when I was in high school, I feel like every girl that I dated had a strong-minded mom mm-hmm. and a strong dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I only dated two girls in high school, and both of their parents and their support system was amazing. Mm-hmm. Learn something from each of the father figure in, in their households. That's like, good. That's they, good. They, they demanded that I show respect to their daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. And coming from my upbringing right. and where I was from, yeah. just being able to be around a father figure was enough was for me. Mm-hmm. So right. being able to right. talk to him and pick his brain. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Or at that age, I'm probably 13, 14, you showing me how to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. You know, yard work or yeah. showing me how to be organized or showing me handyman work. Mm-hmm. So... The women, the young girls that I did date when I was in high school, I appreciate they pop because mm-hmm. they 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 don't understand that they made an impact on me and where I am today. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. Sure. For mm-hmm. sure. If I can make an impact on a young man, yeah. you know that that's my goal. Yeah, yeah. As yeah, long yeah. as he don't play with baby girl, we good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day, uh, Rory, she's not gonna, she ain't gonna bring in. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, yeah. I know. Between now and then, yeah. man, you're going to make sure that, that she know what to bring. Exactly. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I'm giving her the tool. I'm giving her transparency the whole way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's important, man, because yeah. our yeah. pastor said all the time, and he's right. He said, if any child wants to see the example of a strong mother and a strong father, they should look at their parents. Mm-hmm. And they should be able to see that. Yeah. And if you're a parent and you're not fulfilling that role, you need to check yourself because your your children are a direct reflection of you. Now, this is what the scriptures say. And I know the scriptures are true. A bad tree can't produce good fruit and a good tree can't produce bad fruit. So when you heard them, you say all the time, an apple don't fall far from the tree. Oh, that's real deal. That's real deal, man. Yeah. Yeah. So all you got to do is just be the good fruit. Yeah. She ain't going to fall far. Yeah. 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 Hey man, we wrapping up, man. I, I just I love man sitting here. I can, we can have another hour. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. My boy Wanye, but what we gonna do, man? These last two three minutes, Wanye, bro. Uh, we naturally give every guest this, uh, you know, this thing that we do by allowing you guys to. You're talking to some black man, some black woman, some white man, some white woman mm-hmm. that want to give up. You're talking to somebody right now, man. Again, we've been blessed to have been heard in 35 countries. So somebody somewhere needs to hear from Wanye Smith mm-hmm. something to tell them to keep going. Mm-hmm. What what mic drop, man, quote or just something that you can give, man, to the person that's listening to these last three minutes to just let them know, man, that everything's going to be okay. And whatever color scheme you in, you're worthy. Yes. And you're going to make it. Yes. It do not rain forever. Um, and I look at that quote and I think about it all the time. You're going to have rainy days. Mm-hmm. But you're definitely going to have some sunny ones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have days where you feel tried. You're going to have days where you feel like giving up. But the thing that kept me going was knowing that I got another day to change whatever it is that's going wrong. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I got another day yeah. to... Um, Improve my situation. Mm-hmm. Even when I was going through depression, um, I had another day 
to try to make that day positive. Yes, sir. So changing things. I knew that when I was going through that depression with my brother, things that made me feel better was helping others. Yeah. You know? So if you out there and you listening to this wonderful podcast, know that it does not rain forever. You're going to have rainy days, but it's definitely going to shine. And hopefully when it does shine, that's your day. Yes, sir. Amen. I like that, man. Yeah, I like that. Man. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Hey, one yeah, man. Again, it's just good to see the investments that we didn't even know we was making into your life, mm-hmm. and to see the proven product, man. Yeah. Man, kudos to you, dude. Yeah, you, you, you doing it, man. Just keep on doing what you're doing, and pass it, pass it, pass it. But they cut, pass it forward. Right. Yeah, pass it on to the next brother, man, or the next sister, however yes, you want to do it, man. Yes, but keep passing on, man, because you have been a bright light. In the Black Man Vent Two Archives today, oh, yes, brothers. Sir. I appreciate yeah. you. I appreciate yeah. one, one of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Black man. So just, hey man, it's been a good episode. Uh, shout out to Coach Ron, man. Yeah, yeah. Coach, Coach Ron, Ron yeah. Throw my throw his name in there, man. Yeah. Shout out hey, to Coach man, Ron. Man. Yeah, he's been a wonderful impact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my dog, man. Yeah. He, he is essentially how me and Wanya even met. Uh, and true, like being honest. True that. Just shout true out to Coach Ron, man. He being a white man has yeah. blessed over 40 to 50 different black young boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I, that we know of. Go to show, man, just what our platform, man. We're a multicultural platform, but as black men, we gonna vent because we black men and need to do that. Exactly. Why you do that? On today's episode, big guy, we appreciate you coming. Yes, I appreciate y'all. Yes, yes sir. sir. Hey, man, it's been another good episode, man. Make sure y'all like, share, comment, five-star ratings on Spotify, yeah. Apple Podcasts. We will be back on YouTube soon. I know yeah. y'all want to see our face. And, and, and I got to get get a haircut before we, we get to that point. But <laughs> we're we, we going to be back on YouTube soon. Yeah. So just stay tuned. We got a lot more coming, man. Been another good episode. It is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. You can do what you can. You can't do what you can't. Probably. Nashville, until next week, it's a wrap. Black man, don't get trapped.